Investing. Should be easy, right? For most people, though, the process of investing can be daunting. And savvy investing? Impossible. Here at Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, we don't think it should be that way. So we asked two of our financial consultants, Christian Japluha and Tom Davia, to share their advice with you. They're here to walk us through the fundamentals of investing so we can make informed and better decisions with our money and what we need to do to prepare for the road ahead. Hello, everyone. I'm Brooke Jakey. Here we are, almost at the end of 2023, and we figured it was a good time to see if there's anything you need to do with your finances before the books close on the year. We've compiled a list of topics, things like taxes, retirement, insurance, health, and life changes that we think are important to cover. Some have deadlines. Some just could use a moment to revisit. So sit back Listen to our host, Christian Chapluha, as he shares insights relevant to this year and what he suggests doing on a regular yearly basis. So first up, we have the topic of taxes, which has an important year-end deadline. Christian, what should we be especially aware of here at the end of 2023? Thanks, Brooke. Well, year-end is an ideal time to review our financial plan based on the year prior and the year ahead and to try and understand where we're at in terms of our retirement goals, taxes, and any noteworthy events in our lives, including our investments and insurance coverage. We'll go through a checklist of sorts and suggestions for listeners to consider, factoring updates to tax code, and getting the most of our money. So let's start with taxes. That's always a popular discussion topic. People mostly fall into two camps, W-2 employees, and self-employed business people. Both of those groups should have an idea of what their projected income is for the year and 2024. Sometimes we can improve our tax brackets and reduce taxes payable, maybe pushing off income to 2024 or accelerating income to this year if we're in a lower income situation for 2023. For many retirees, it's important to process required minimum distributions on time before year-end to avoid any penalties. So beginning in 2023, the SECURE Act 2.0 raised the age that you must begin taking RMDs to age 73. If you reach age 72 this year, the new rules will apply to you. And isn't there something about an RMD at age 75? It's age 75 if you're born in 1960 or later, so make sure your RMDs are in good order before year-end. In terms of portfolios and opportunities for realized, unrealized gains and losses, we should review any tax loss harvesting opportunities. There are some technical items to monitor in terms of wash sale rules, but year-end is when we can reallocate our portfolio so that we can get an additional deduction for any losses on our income tax return for this year. And we should also keep track of significant transactions such as appreciated property sales or donations to charity, any gifting. Those are all things that we might be looking at in terms of the checklist for 2023 and next year. Just trying to think through what year should I be booking these transactions and trying to optimize the tax return and our tax brackets. A lot of the things we're talking about today cross over into other topics we're going to discuss 
But I feel like managing taxes and tax credits and making sure we aren't paying too much sort of floats over everything that we plan at the end of the year. That is definitely a main theme because if we know that next year is going to be a low income year because we just retired, then maybe we can push some income over to that next year and pay less tax on it versus this year. This year might be a higher income year and that's when we're in a higher tax bracket. For instance, a Roth conversion comes to mind. Well, that's a good segue into my next topic, retirement. I want to cover milestone birthdays and talk more about IRAs. What sort of actions can you do and what deadlines are here at the end of the year so we can make sure we're saving properly for retirement? This is probably one of the most important areas because of the deadlines and because of keeping up with the retirement plan as it impacts the overall financial plan contributing to 401ks and IRAs. And if you're 50 and above, the opportunity, if it's within budget, to also contribute those catch-up contributions. For 2023, the maximum 401k contribution is $22,500, with a $7,500 catch-up contribution if you are 50 and older. That number is going to increase to $23,000 with the same catch-up contribution totaling $30,500 next year. For IRAs, the maximum is $6,500 in 2023, going up to $7,000 next year with the same $1,000 catch-up contribution for both years. Can you talk a little bit more about catch-up contributions and what those are? Who is eligible for them? If you've turned 50, then you're allowed to add extra to your retirement. Folks are able to do what's called a catch-up contribution and add more than the maximum amount based on their age. And because retirement is on the horizon, they're able to bulk up their retirement plan. So for their IRAs, they're able to add an additional $1,000 or that $7,500 to a workplace 401k retirement plan. And how are those contributions taxed? It's a deferred tax account. There are three types of taxes that are applied to all of our financial investment accounts. It's either tax now, tax later, or tax never, based on current tax law. A retirement account falls into the deferred tax category. If we receive a tax credit when we contribute to a 401k or traditional IRA, we pay taxes eventually when we withdraw. Great. Any other year-end deadlines around retirement? We also want to make sure that we're taking any required minimum distributions for the year if it applies. You can't commingle work and personal retirement plans. The withdrawal requirements are different for each, but you can bundle IRAs and take out of one or more accounts depending on which works best for you. There are penalties for not taking out your RMD. The good news is that with the SECURE Act 2.0, the RMD penalties for not withdrawing went down to 25% from 50% and even 10% if corrected in a timely manner. But avoid the penalty altogether. Take out those funds on time. And how about retirement milestone birthdays? We talked about age 50 when you're eligible for catch-up contributions. And we also mentioned the other end of the spectrum, age 73, when you need to start taking your RMDs. We also have events happening when you turn 55, 59 and a half, 62, and 65. If you become retired, you can pull out funds from a current 401k without penalty at age 55. 
and even sooner if you are in some federal emergency worker classifications. But you need to be 59 and a half for penalty-free IRA and 401k distributions for most of us. You will, of course, pay tax on any of those types of transactions. If you are still working for the company, then RMDs don't apply to you, and you can keep contributing to your workplace plan. But that only applies to the one 401k where you are employed, not old ones from previous employers. So age 55 and 59 and a half are both where you can start taking withdrawals. And then 73 is when you have to complete the RMD. Yes, perfect. That's correct. Age 62 is when you can start to apply for Social Security benefits all the way up to age 70. There's no extra benefit of waiting for Social Security past age 70. So we have an eight-year window with which you can apply and lots of factors going into that decision. It's really important to talk to somebody that's knowledgeable in that area because it's a long-term decision and the dollars are material. So make sure to reach out to an heiress financial consultant in your area. Anybody on our team can offer help with that. Got it. And then there's age 65. 65, yes. That's the age of Medicare eligibility. And so whether or not you're still working or retired, the enrollment requirements are a bit different depending on the size of company where you are working at age 65. If there are 20 or more employees, you can wait to enroll in Medicare, but less than 20 employees and you need to enroll at age 65. There's a seven-month window to apply if you're needing to enroll during the initial enrollment period. And if you've got questions on the enrollment periods, we have a fresh podcast episode about it. Yes, we did a great podcast prior to today's episode. We had our colleagues Jim and Brandon on just talking about Medicare and all the different strategies and the timing of those requirements. So if you're turning 65, be sure to listen to that. Very informative. All right. Continuing the theme of Medicare, we've got the topic of health. I know there were some recent premium and deductible changes. Medicare Part B is going up by about $10 per month. It's going from $164.90 to $174.70. That's for each retiree. So if there's two spouses in the family on Medicare, that's an increase for each of them. Deductibles increased by about $14. Also, if your health has changed, you'll want to review your health coverage, shop around, and compare plans. If you have a health savings account, make sure to top it up and complete a catch-up contribution if you can. Then remember to spend any remaining balances in a flexible spending account or your FSA by the end of the year. And how about non-health insurance? Most people, they kind of set it and forget it when it comes to property casualty insurance or their auto insurance, but it's always a good idea to review periodically. We want to make sure we have the adequate coverages, also be able to see what's available in the marketplace. Property insurance has become more complicated because there are geographies throughout the United States where many carriers have exited the marketplace. We're always on the lookout for value, especially in higher risk zones like the West Coast with wildfire risks or flooding on the East Coast. So that's on the home insurance side. On the car insurance side, you want to know whether to bundle or not. For instance, in my case, I don't bundle auto insurance with my home insurance because I don't get any benefit, but it's a unique situation. Maybe also you have a teenage son or daughter that's going to be driving soon, so adding a driver might be on the horizon. And also think through any riders for jewelry or other personal property, for instance, documenting assets with photographs and receipts or updating appraisals. So since we are Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, we shouldn't forget to talk about investments. 
What would you suggest investors do before the end of the year to get things in order? The most important thing is just to make sure that all our goals and strategies are well understood. They're working for us, making sure that our asset allocation is correct. If we decide to rebalance our portfolios, whether on an automated basis or tactically by our portfolio manager or do it yourself, we should be evaluating all those things. And again, in line with tax loss harvesting, rebalancing can help us on the tax side. Asset allocation and rebalancing is a disciplined activity. It should be done regardless of personal feelings about any investment. Rebalancing generally adds return to portfolios over time, although it's not guaranteed. So understanding how all our different retirement accounts are working together is an important step. If we have multiple IRAs or taxable investment accounts at different institutions, we should understand how the total asset allocation works together. We can diversify in a number of ways, but it should be a conscious decision, not something we forgot about. So for senior executives, if they have employee stock options or restricted stock that applies to them, they should keep in mind tax treatment and timing to make the most of their earnings. Finally, there are life changes to consider. What's important to take stock of at the end of the year? Sure, there's things that impact our tax return and things that affect our financial planning. Families grow with kids, with grandkids, but also change when loved ones pass away or due to divorce. Many of us will get a checklist from our CPA, but keep track of relocations and major asset sales such as home or business. Liability management includes mortgages and credit accounts, both important to optimize. Career moves can change compensation and the financial plan. Beneficiary reviews need to be completed as well as planning for care for aging parents. And making sure you've named beneficiaries to your various accounts. Yes, that's important to avoid complexity and extra costs down the road. So for taxable accounts, you need to designate a beneficiary separate from the account being established versus a retirement account where a beneficiary is required in order to open up the account. Checking and savings accounts at a credit union or bank might not have a beneficiary. Make sure to keep track of those accounts in case of premature death or incapacitation. Also, remember to account for 529 contributions and charitable planning. Consider a donor-advised fund and estate planning gifting strategies. If you are near the estate exemption limits, the importance of all that planning increases exponentially. Is there any correlation between RMDs and charitable giving? Something you could roll into a charity on a monthly or yearly basis? Well, you can actually donate to a charity directly through your IRA and use your RMD. It's called a qualified charitable contribution. By the way, this is probably a good time to mention that we've created a checklist of the things we've talked about today and can send that to you, our listeners, on request. Yes. If anybody would like the checklist, please reach out to your heiress, financial consultant, or send an email to investment-services at alliantcreditunion.com, and we'll send it to you. Now, let's have a little savvy advice as we wrap up 2023. We've covered a lot of content and quickly in this episode. My suggestion is don't take it on all at once and get overwhelmed. Sometimes it takes a few weeks or months to tackle all the things we've covered. Remember, almost no one has everything all done and perfect. Take things one step at a time and keep moving forward. Busy people need advisors because of limited time and complexity. Don't hesitate to reach out to someone you trust for guidance and to help get things done, including any of our FCs here at Eris. 
Thanks, Christian. And thank you to all of our listeners. We hope you have a safe and healthy holiday season. We'll speak to you again in 2024. You can find episodes of Invest Savvy on Apple and Google Podcasts and all major platforms or on our website. Please follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube for new episodes and educational webinars and articles. Just search for ARIS, A-R-I-S, Alliant, to like and follow. Our team is available to help you with your financial plan. Visit our website to contact a financial consultant. Thank you for listening to Invest Savvy, advice you need to know. To learn more about our hosts, Kristen Chupluha and Tom Davia, and the team at Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, please visit our website at aris.alliantcreditunion.com. If you have questions for our hosts, you can submit them through our website or email investment-services at alliantcreditunion.com. Christian Chabluha and Thomas Davia are registered representatives with and securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor and broker dealer. Member FINRA SIP SIPC. Insurance products are offered through LPL or its licensed affiliates. Alliant Credit Union and Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, ARIS, are not registered as a broker dealer or investment advisor. Registered representatives of LPL offer products and services using ARIS and may also be employees of Alliant Credit Union. These products and services are being offered through LPL or its affiliates, which are separate entities from and not affiliates of Alliant Credit Union or ARIS. Securities and insurance offered through LPL or its affiliates are not insured by NCUA or any other government agency, not credit union guaranteed, not credit union deposits or obligations may lose value. The opinions voiced in this podcast Podcasts are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss. Neither LPL Financial nor its registered representatives offer tax or legal advice. Always consult a qualified tax advisor for information as to how taxes may affect your particular situation. 